Uh, welcome back to Off the Cuff, uh, episode 17. I'm joined by uh, an old friend, um, an old Vine. Uh, 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 what, what are we, when did we start calling each other Viners? Remember that? We can't even say that anymore. Uh, man, people still call me that shit, though. When Weren't did that you, term come about? When, we, when were you a Viner? I was like, ugh. It might, it might have been um, first fall that the app dropped in 2013. I think first fall is when people were like, oh, they, he, he's a Viner. So like, if anybody's not familiar with my friend Eric Dunn here, which you should be, uh, he was a very prominent and very popular Vine star, as was I, uh, a whopping uh, <laughs> seven or eight years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. I yeah, just so, was reminded about that yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> a lot has changed since then. Uh, Eric and oh, yeah. I were talking a little bit before we started recording about uh, how the Internet has changed so fast that, uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough to keep up with these kids. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, it's like they're doing like their own thing and they got a new audience and it's like we're getting older. Our content's obviously going to change a little bit. So, you know, I'm not going to be doing the same content that's as popular as these kids, you know, like some some people on Vine are, but like that ain't me, you know. That I know. Me. The thing that's the craziest thing about all that Vine stuff is like it was so long ago and I never thought that I would be like a guy that didn't understand what these kids were doing, but I've reached that age where I'm like, You're I just, I don't understand. Right I'm at that age where I don't understand how these things are popular. Oh yeah. Me either. Uh, you I know, <laughs> it's like, like, if it's, it's not like the fucking, fucking June bug shit or like uh, that ripped ass girl, like ripping people through the room and shit. Yeah. I don't know how to be popular on the internet anymore. It's sad. We're, it we're, we're used to the content that involves making skits, talking to yourself and, dubbing things but. well that's yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um and using stock iMovie sounds yeah there's uh so much more now there's that so goes much viral more now um it, it could be anything like i see my vines get reposted on tiktok and get hundreds of thousands even millions of views oh yeah no, no tag worse quality and it blows up and i'm like wow people are people have no idea where this came from and it kind of pisses me off yeah yeah trust me uh <laughs> Our content was a little uh, risque for the platform, I'd say. Yeah, uh, I try to repost my vines, but they take them down because I say pussy. <laughs> wh- where did they take them down? On TikTok? TikTok, yeah. I try to post them on TikTok to get the numbers that everyone else is getting that repost them. And I can't get the numbers because they take them down. Because all my vines had swear words in them. Do I need to get on TikTok? I feel like I need to get on the talk. You're on it. I've seen you. I know, but like, but like, I don't do it. I just post old shit. I don't have, I don't have the energy to like (laughs) do a dance. Listen, I agree with you because all of my content nowadays, I still have Snapchat. So I use Snapchat. Wow. That that shows you how fucking dated I am. I still use Snapchat and most of the content I post is saved snaps, just re-uploaded on other platforms. Uh, How do you think, how do you think you like just as a entertainer, like I, I don't I don't like to use the word influencer because the fact that I've ever influenced somebody worries me. <laughs> uh, we have. I, I know, which is the craziest thing. Um, as an entertainer, do you think uh, since Vine, your overall look on the business has changed, or do you feel like your content is still what it used to be in terms of quality, in terms of how you want to be perceived by the rest of the world? Do you think that your comedy? I try to. I try not to use the word comedy either, because like I don't do stand up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's comedy is pretty broad term. You yeah, know? it's it's pretty broad. It's so funny. It's just, yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah. I do think. You, do you do you feel like you're staying true to like what you usually did, or was there a moment where you're like, yeah, I have to switch this up because like I can't just do like these videos anymore. I've definitely switched it up um, <laughs> because I'm I'm in more of a, a business world now oh yeah i've kept contact with a lot of these marketing agencies and companies so i frequently get emailed to do you know sponsored content on instagram yeah not me i know (laughs) it 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 pains me to say that because i hate the instagram platform but it's like bringing me money so like (laughs) but you know i was i lost a lot of brand deals during vine because of the content that i was posting but back then i didn't really give a fuck obviously i'm this 19 20 year old kid in college who's 
you know, raking in cash and has all these followers and I'm just living my best life. So I didn't really care if this company called Xfinity wasn't going to pay me 15 grand because I say pussy and ass and dick. But now that I'm almost 28 next month, God damn, so I don't get old as shit. (laughs) I've uh, I've definitely taken it back a little notch. Like the most vulgarity that I'll do is on my podcast. Like there's no censorship on there, but the um, the dubbed videos, I still do those. But I like you remember my SpongeBob voiceovers. Every single one would oh, yeah. be explicit as fuck. It was like now- you you and my cousin like uh, Jonathan had like the best voiceovers. <laughs> I think you guys would just like put out back-to-back bangers. Then you guys would collab on some and those would be hilarious. And like, yeah. I'm really, I'm re- like, uh, I don't want to say I went down a rabbit hole of old vines, but like every once in a while, I'll put a vine compilation on. And I hate to admit this, but TikTok's the closest thing. It is. It is. But I think Ttiktok is going to stay around a lot longer. Yes, definitely will. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so it's Vine, like, Vine ruined itself. Yeah, but that's just me, though. Like, I would get popular on some fucking app that's not going to be around forever. Yeah. And then this new one's going to come out. And I'll out. struggle, struggle yeah. to get popular on the one that has billions <laughs> yeah, of users. Fuck, yeah. It's like I have like 23,000 followers on there. I don't even know how I did that. But hey, like, but the, let me tell you the difference between the two platforms, though, is Vine had you know, a small number of people who actually created on the app and was successful at it because six seconds is hard. TikTok allows anybody to get creative, anybody to right. post anything they want up to a minute long. Anybody can do that, especially now that it's it started as musically and that was like a lip sync platform. And now it's turned into mostly, it's still known, I think, as a dancing platform, but yeah, it's you know, all... it's, it has its other content, but TikTok allows other people to be noticed and makes it easy for, you know, just kids to create on it. Where Vine, that shit was hard. Six seconds to make somebody entertained. Good luck. That's why there was only like 200 people that were like really popular on there. And they established the name Viners because I think they were. There's no TikTokers. No, no, no. I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone. I'm sure like there's like there's some 13 year olds out there that say, yeah, I know some TikTokers, but nobody's using that term TikTok. No, no, no. And also, it's like I see like the crossover sometimes. Like I'll see somebody that has like a million TikTok followers and they'll have like 15,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. Like they the crossovers, <laughs> the crossover is not there. It doesn't make sense to me. None of it makes sense. But uh, like you were saying, though, the reason Vine was so cool was before famous people got on there. Oh, yeah. Famous people got on there and then the Revine button happened and then just like, you know, it, it got ruined from there. I don't want to say any names, but a lot of people ruined that for everybody. Um, <laughs> it did start. It did start with a few celebrities on there, though, like Josh Pitt, Kevin Hart, uh, Tyler the Creator. There's like a real small handful of actually famous people that were on Vine, but then Instagram got video and fucking the competition started so quick. Yeah, it was over. It was over. But like you said, um, to be funny in six seconds, like that's a question I got a lot. They were just like, dude, like, how could you be funny in six seconds? I think a lot of a lot of the process was if like my brothers didn't think it was funny, I wouldn't post it. Mm -hmm. Like I had like a clearance. I was like, yeah, do you think this is funny? (laughs) And then sometimes they just be like, yeah, no, I don't really think that that, I did that with myself. So if if I didn't think it was funny, I didn't post it. What was your most successful vine ever? Running through white people neighborhoods. Running through white people neighborhoods. And yeah. I did not laugh at that when I first made it. No. It was and just then, random because, you know, Vine had the trending hashtags. I made yeah. that video because of one of the trending hashtags. It was random and stupid <laughs> and it fucking blew up. See, like, even in the seven years, like, the jokes you can make are so different now. <sighs> Tell me about it. Fuck. Like, <laughs> obviously, obviously, you know... Some stuff you could still do. It's not that crazy, but you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. There's literally content that you can't even even joke about touching. I thought about doing a series, just like posting. Um, try to think of the name, but like post all like the worst vines I ever did, and just post them now and say you can't come up with like a funny hashtag that's like. Uh, yeah, but like you, you have you have uh, you have the past to like. White people are in a very like guilty area right now, <laughs> so, so so you can just be like, yeah, this is all the jokes I made like making fun of white people, and they're just gonna, they're gonna love it because they have to now. 
Yeah, it's 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 part of the it's part of the reason why I've like stopped creating so many skits nowadays. It's just because the internet's so soft and judgmental nowadays. And like back on Vine, you could post literally anything, and you know there were more people that were supportive of it than people that were giving you backlash for it. Oh, Where it's yeah. the complete complete opposite now, and it it, it makes you not want to post anything. But it's like, is any who's is anybody gonna find this funny now? Because the fucking times we're living in, nobody can laugh anymore. That's so. the hard. That's like you said though. Like that's the hardest thing with fucking comedy right now, and it's driving me fucking insane. Is like, I just remember when you could say stuff, and it wouldn't get you in trouble, and people knew that you were joking because they knew who you were. Yeah, and they know that you were joking. It's like, uh, you know. It's like uh, everyone's either a snowflake now or like everyone's either like, you know, a, a super racist or super homophobe. Comedy used to blur the lines. But now it's just like it's at a point where just comedy has become PC and it's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's, that's ter- why I, it's terrible. I hate it. Yeah, that's why I kind of just unleash everything on my podcast. And like because our podcast audience isn't that great. So I, I can get away with a few things, but I did say one thing that was kind of racist and somebody of that race DM me and said they were offended. And I was like, damn, it's getting to the podcast now. Well, listen, when Joe and I were doing the basement yard, we said a lot of stuff on there that people would be offended by. Honestly, at that, at that point, and even still to this point, I don't give a shit. I really don't because the moment, the moment I really start to give a shit, it's like, all right, well, I upset this person now this person's going to be mad because I coddled them and I have to coddle them and I have to coddle them in terms of like my content. It's like, yo, like if I'm not singing about like sucking butt and like farting on people or like sucking titties, like I'm not being who I am. Like, like I could grow and go in a different direction and like make different content and I'm sure it will be good. But like, there's something about just staying true to my roots. And another reason why staying true to my roots has kept me way financially on the downside than it would be the upside. <laughs> Anyone that's listening to this, Eric, I think you would agree. Mm-hmm. If you get the chance to sell out, do it. Yeah. Do definitely. it. Do it. Like, you know, like you stop cursing and stuff. Well, you haven't stopped cursing. Yeah, I, I still curse. Yeah, you still assume. curse a lot. But it's like, not it's not R anymore. It's PG 13. It's PG 13. You throw a shit in there just so yeah. like to keep the core fan base like me. Keep, yeah, keep I'm, not, I'm not I'm not dropping a song called Eat Yo Ass anymore. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about <laughs> I wanted to talk about that song. Um, so you had an Thanks. ass song. You had an ass song. I had a titty song. Um, let me ask you this. <laughs> what is the first thing that comes out of your first of all, the females in your family when they hear let me eat your ass for the first time? So my mom never heard it, I don't think. <laughs> My family's pretty pretty small. It's like mom, dad, sister, grandma. That's it, pretty much. No extended family, nothing. So dad was pretty much the only one really consuming my content back then. Yeah, still yeah, yeah. Day. So I made Big it Washington football team guy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about your giants. But... Yeah, we're, yeah we're, ter- <laughs> we're terrible. We're terrible. But um, I don't think my mom ever listened to it. I, I My sister did, but like... I, they knew the type of shit that I created. So they, there was never like any, were, I just, they know that they know the type of guy that I am. So I was just like, whatever. Do you and care? It, do you care how like the public uh, perceives you? Like if, if like, say like you wanted to go get a desk job at ESPN or something. Oh, I tried. They didn't oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> so say you go and get a job at ESPN, right? You try to go get a job. Does any part of you regret? Let me eat your ass. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not, <laughs> bro. People we got a purist. This, people we have still a purist. This, people still to this day send me videos of them listening to it, or some guy that showed it to his friend that's hearing it for the first time. I love that shit. Not taking me too. It away. Dude, first of all, let me suck you, your titties. Is never gonna go away. It's it's yeah. just it's just it's iconic. It's iconic, right? So like for me to not embrace that and be like, yo, if people can't understand a joke, um. Like, like I do, I do a long bit. Uh, basically, uh, uh, I'm a aggressively gay rapper, right? 
Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> the, the reason I do that is a satire based on hip hop because hip hop is so notoriously homophobic. Oh yeah. That it doesn't matter how nice somebody was, if they still to this day, it's like, all right, we got Eminem, he's white, like, you know, we'll take him. There hasn't been like an openly gangster gay rapper. You know what I mean? Like they have only like in boondocks. Up, only in the boondocks, right? It's like boondocks and me, and that's it. Uh, but like to have someone there, there's room for satire and vulgarity in comedy. People have to understand you have to separate the person from the work, you know, especially like you don't have like any cases pending that I know of. Hmm. Or you know what I, mean? I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know how people come out when you blow up. Shit. Oh Jesus, who knows? Um, but like you know, it's like I, I don't want comedy to lose its sense because comedy is therapeutic for me. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So now if I put a muzzle on my comedy and the way I express myself, now you're affecting my own mental health. It's like now I can't even express myself comedically and out of character. I'm going to be all the time with my work. Was that a sentence? It is now. It is now. <laughs> it is now. But like, even for you, like someone like you, who is <clears throat> black. Um, Excuse me? Uh, you are a black, <laughs> you are a black man, sir. I do um, love that term. I don't like people of color. Like, I never understood that. That's like, like a, don't <laughs> compare like, you know, everything's I'm Puerto a Rican. color. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a color. I'm Puerto Rican. Don't compare me to a fucking crayon. Like, uh, yeah. what is that? It, it's very I, bothersome you know, to me. You're putting every single person and then separating white people. So it's like yeah. white people are POC. Like, it's like, you know. It's a color. <laughs> and, and people of color. I'm like, what? Um, but do you think being black, your comedy has to be somewhat correlated with black people or do you feel like you want to branch out and have a wide audience did you feel like when you were first making vines that you kind of had to be like black people be like uh no because back when i started creating this vine content i wasn't thinking about stuff like that it's not until like later where i was like damn i don't have any black followers and i look back at my content it's because I made fun of black people. I made fun of like black stereotypes. I compared black people and white people. And most of my followers have been white since 2013. Right. And like just these past like three years, I'm like, damn, I don't, how do I, I don't, I can't reach the black audience because I, I don't make the, the type of content that they like. And right. I, I have friends that are, you know, other black creators that make more, um, culturally black content in my shit's just kind of you know generic i feel like but do you, do you feel i never like... i never felt like i had to create for a certain group it was just like i created whatever the fuck i want to create and whoever likes it likes it like i i we have black people that you know follow our uh podcast and are part of our patreon it's smaller in number than the white people but there's like a handful but i never really worried about you know creating for a specific group of people you know whoever whoever wants to watch can watch see that's like uh i always feel and that's another thing too it's like comedy is very segregated but i think black comedians are the funniest comedians ever <laughs> it's like it's like you know i mean eddie murphy dave are like big idols of mine but like george carlin's just as big of, of an idol to me as those guys are but like, it's because they no, can get away with a whole lot more too. Yeah, and no <laughs> one's made me laugh more than like a Mike Epps. Leo Mike Epps has made me fall on my floor. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just I don't know what it is. It's fucking Bernie Mac, Chris. Bernie Rock, Mac, the, the list Chris goes Rock, on, It's just man. those guys for me. I don't know why, but that comedy has always resonated with me more than I guess, quote unquote, like you know the John Mulaney's of the world. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or like, and don't get me wrong, I think all comedy if it's funny it's funny but for some reason just black comedy has always resonated with me yeah let's let's be honest with ourselves black influence is like the everything top. yeah it's everything it's literally everything like, everything from the clothes we wear to music we listen to yeah to every it's not even close it's not even close um the influence is the influence astronomical. is astronomical uh one more question off topic though um how's chip doing good question 
Uh, we don't talk much. You don't talk. Chip found Jesus, right? Uh, he, I think, did he? He don't go to church. He, he don't go to church. He started. He started acting Christian, but you know, he still talks the way he talks when he talks with me. But <laughs> big news! He just got engaged. Oh, that's nice. We're talking about a buddy, uh, Chip. Um, I thought he was kidding. There was a vine really? where he got dumped into a bathtub. I thought he got like baptized. Like I was like, oh, he's gonna get in trouble for this. <laughs> I was like, he's gonna get in a lot of trouble. But then it was like for real. All right. But um, so me and you were talking a little bit before the show, and you were talking to me about uh your history with mental health isn't extensive. So I want you Correct. to elaborate on that for the audience and let them know kind of how you view mental health, um, your you know, run-ins with mental health. Uh also just coming from you have a very unique standpoint on it. So I'm very excited for them to hear about it. So the floor is yours. Uh, let me know that Eric V. What does the V stand for, by the way? It's my middle name. Just V? Well, I don't want to say it, man. It takes away from the branding. Eric oh, V. Dunn, baby. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to have to text it to me later. I've, I've tried for like three days to figure out what this fucking V stands for. Really? Yeah, I have some, I have some guesses. I didn't know it was that cryptic. No, no. There, there's a bunch of names that start with V, my dude. Mm. you know i i prefer my middle name to my first name too but it's not the uh, brand but okay all right all right but to answer your question man i'm i'm just i'm generally a happy person always have been because i was raised in a two-parent household in the suburbs very spoiled very um privileged in you know my parents eyes <laughs> not in the world's eyes but privileged by my parents so I went, to, I, got, I was always sheltered, man. So I, I never had problems, you know, in school. If I got bullied, I come home and play video games. I ain't worried about the bullies in my school. Yeah. I was, I was only bullied in middle school and then I got big and nobody was messing with me. Yeah, You got to go up for sure. It also helped that I was a class clown for like my entire life. So nobody really picks on the class clown. You know, you're there to fail class and make people laugh. And that's what I did. And then I took that to college and the first two years of college roomed with my boy Chip, you know, I was like trying to figure shit out, trying to figure out what I want to major in, you know, typical college stuff, figuring out how to drink and all that. Never figuring out how to drink. (laughs) I think the first drink I bought was Smirnoff ice and my cousin roasted me, but you know, I never, never had any mental health issues. So we're coming into the vine era now. And I get all this audience. I get a million followers in like four months. And that's Damn, when you hit a million. Yeah. I had a million in four months. Damn, dog. In four months. People doing that shit on TikTok now. I can't even sniff a hundred K. But Damn, that's once a lot. I got, that's a lot in four months. It is, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. You were all I over was... the place. But really. Go on, go on. I, I just <laughs> forgot that you had a million. That's fucking bananas. Yeah, I, I had a, I got the million over this, the summer. So I started vining in t- the tail end of my spring semester, vined all summer, had a million by the time I returned for fall semester. So I was like the man on campus. But FIU, FIU, if FAU, man, FAU, sorry, go Owls. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So with that enormous audience comes a kind of a cult loyal fan base. And some of those people will open up to you because them consuming your content for so long, they feel like they can trust you in a way. It's hard to explain, but like there's people out there that literally all they did was use my vines to like cure their depression. I've got that that message so many times that people have just, you know, scrolled my vines, watched my vines and it helped their depression. And when I was getting those sorts of messages in college, that's when the shit started to hit me about what kind of platform I had. And then after college and just growing all these years, still getting all these messages, it's definitely opened my eyes. And I've now put myself in a position to try to put out more positivity out there because I know so many people are going through stuff. And I know that I've, I'm in a position where I never really had to deal with any sort of depression or like, family close family death a close friend death i still have yet to have a death that that's close to me so you know people can just be taken away like that and i just haven't experienced that yet so you know with this position i'm in i feel obligated to 
you know, be positive all the time because there's so much negative out there. And people might think it's a facade, but I, I literally wake up every day happy. Yeah. yeah, I'm just ready to start my fucking day, fucking go to the passes. gym and start, you know, grinding on life, you know? But no, but that's a very interesting take, though, is because a lot of people, like, including myself, like, you know, we have uh, these run-ins with mental health uh, issues. Like, um, I'm not, I don't know if you're aware, but I'm uh, diagnosed bipolar. I have panic disorder. I have, you know, some issues that I deal with. Come on, bro. And, I watch all your shit. I yeah, know everything man. about you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Me too. We don't talk, but I I watch. (laughs) I watch too. I watch too, always. Um, But it's like, you know, it's like I felt like I needed to like have those particular run-ins for me to be passionate about it, which is just me speaking the truth. To to Mm. have a spin where, you know, you said you wake up happy every day. I hate you for that. (laughs) um, You know, that's just very unique. That's almost, it's almost more charitable than like, I feel like what I'm doing. Uh, and for you to honestly take time out of your day to make people feel better, not just with your content, but to take time out and speak to them uh, is, is a beautiful thing. Uh, I, I understand that you have your own now it's a mental health app called Trill, right? Yeah. Um, where your lovely voice is uh, getting people up and getting them started and get, getting them in the right positions uh, to, you know, beat this thing uh mm-hmm. called uh mental health but um what work went into that what did you desire to do with that app what are you desiring to do with that app in the future um and for anyone who wants to check it out i'm going to post the link below uh in the bio but um what what are the plans going forward with trill and how are you looking to grow that platform and you know stretch out your very long very muscular arms <laughs> uh, to gather in a bigger audience as well uh, through the mental health space. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one to promote for sure. Um, but let me be clear: it's it's not my app. I'm the voice of the app. It's a very small company. It's two guys out in LA. They contacted me because they were searching for a guy who could you know be the orator for their content. Like all the stuff they write is them, just them two scripting all of these. Um, things out and they found a video on youtube from like 2014 15 where i was ranting about racism and that's the perfect type of delivery that they were looking for for this platform so they reached out to me we talked and they told me about this app and i just from what they told me about it i thought it'd be a great opportunity for you to one you know have something that's you know my voice be put towards um, just voice acting for one, because that's what I like to do. I like to voice act. I like to do voiceover. You have the voice for it. Yeah, I thought about that first. The whole mental health thing kind of came second because I didn't really know what it entailed until I started reading the scripts. Mm. And once I started reading the scripts, I'm like, this is some real ass shit. And you know, it, it hit me because like, it's exactly the kind of mentality that I have already. You know, the, the scripts they write are supposed to help people going through shit, but it's perfect because I'm reading this shit and it's shit that I already believe, like letting shit go, like not fucking with people who fuck you over. There's a whole bunch of topics, meditation, mo- motivation, and then, you know, the, the real shit like depression and suicidal thoughts and all that. So I think I've done over like 300 scripts now. So like when I'm, when I'm recording these things, it's like passionate. You can hear it in my voice. And um, I've been struggling trying to figure out a way to promote it because it's, it's not easy to share, you know, Mm. it's um, you gotta be in a certain position, like doing a certain thing when you're listening to it. It's not an app that you can just say, Hey, go download and listen to some of this stuff. You know, it's, it's supposed to, change the way you think about whatever situation you're in. So I most recently did a video on TikTok where I did a screen record going through the app and all the different categories that are on there and explaining what each of them meant and posted that on Twitter and it did pretty well there. But going forward, I'm not sure the best way to go about this thing because I'm not a, well, I am a marketing guy, but not 
not in the marketing app space, right. <laughs> the app marketing space. But well, the thing I really like about Trill is is the scripts are genuine. You know what I mean? Like there there are some fucks and some shits in there. Oh yeah. And you know, um, a lot of like meditation stuff is kind of all the same. It's like imagine you're in your happy place with your with some calm music. Yeah, yeah. And 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 don't get me wrong, I love shit like that. It gets me through yeah. some hard times, but to hear mental health approached in a way that has some realism towards it and it's like it has some authenticity to it like not everyone could be the stereotypical like yogi meditator mm-hmm. you know or um just some people don't have the one the attention span to do so and two a lot of people don't have the time because they can't find the time throughout the day because they're too busy stressing and it doesn't correlate with them well right um so that's the thing I like the most, like about what you guys are doing over there. It's very um, blunt. It's very blunt. I think, I think when it comes to understanding each other as people, I think if you and I are having a conversation, whether it's a disagreement or an, or an agreement, or we're talking business to be blunt is the best way to go about any conversation. Yeah. They tell me to perform them. Like I'm talking to a friend, like yeah. directly to a friend that's going through the shit that they're writing in the scripts. And that's how you got to go about it because you know, talking all soft and shit like that that's cool but like you gotta you gotta i don't talk like that you gotta yeah you gotta get pumped up from hear from somebody (laughs) you want to change your mindset you gotta hear from somebody that you like because you need because like there's like there's certain there's certain times for that where it's like yo i want to chill out but every once in a while i need someone to tell me get off my fat brown ass right and you know what i'm saying (laughs) and say that to me you literally say that shit (laughs) because i think that in mental health, there is room for like negative reinforcement. Is uh, it negative? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it, it depends on, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Like every once in a while, like I need to be called a fat piece of shit. Like I just need it. You know what I mean? It's going to help me just get better. It resonates with me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm the type of person, if I'm babied, I'm going to go with that shit. Like all the way, they just be like, "Oh, like your belly hurts," and be like, "Oh, my belly hurts." Yeah, <laughs> I, feel, I feel yucky in my tum tums. You know it's what funny, I mean? It's it's funny because in the scripts we say, "Yo, if, if you're not trying to hear this right now, then go to a different session." We say, "Yeah, this. yeah." No, it, I think that, like I said, in mental health, I've said this on like previous shows, but I feel like you know, when we come out with our mental health issues, it's like kind of like. Now that it's a, l- a little bit more accepted and mainstream, yeah, uh, mainstream, we kind of get away with a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I look at a guy like Pete Davidson, right? And uh, and he did a bit basically with Adam Sandler about how he was saying that he got fired, and he was like, "How is that even possible?" I think people coddle to us a little bit too much now. Um. And I know that's like a hot take, but like as somebody who struggles every day, I could be less babied. I would say yeah. that for sure. And I think, like you said, of having negative but positive reinforcement, there's a space for that. Now, someone who wakes up every day happy like you, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> what I kind of? I know what I got to get done that day. I'm ready see, to get it. So if you have this amazing ability to be happy every day can you kind of share some of the tools and uh maybe some of the routine that you do to um be able to have this amazing ability to be ha- how do you say it what ha- ha- happiness ha- ha- it sounded out ha- ha- happy yeah happy happy h-a-p happy happiness Yes. Happiness. You did yeah, it. So, so I'm not you... coddling you, you son of a bitch, but you did it. <laughs> how do you how do you grasp happiness daily? I must say this. I left this part out. Back when I had crippling credit card debt, it was much tougher. Oh, isn't that the worst? Yeah. So I, I completely left that out <laughs> because obviously people have things in their lives that, you know, weigh them the fuck down. Oh, yeah. And for me, it was 100%. my credit card debt. And I graduated college in 2016, and I had this credit card debt until last year during the pandemic. I paid it off last year. 
You paid off all your school debt? No, credit card debt. Oh, shit. I, I still got oh, You know, I'll clap for the credit cards, though. Yeah, credit cards credit were, cards. More, were more than the student debt. Damn, dude. What kind of credit line did you have as I'm a kid? I'm telling you, boy, Vine. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. I did not make I'm going to Obama hand this. Thank God. Thank God. I, thank God <laughs> that I did not start making real money until a couple of years ago because I would be homeless. My credit would be so bad and I would be so high on drugs still. <laughs> if I was making real fucking money, dude, I got I'm hit with a fucking you. reality check in college, man. Fucking did not know anything about taxes and IRS came clapping down on me for 10 K one year. Oh yeah. No, that'll happen. Um, but yeah. I remember you, here's the thing about taxes and this is 100% not true. So don't take any of this advice. They just want some kind they, they just want some kind of money from you. That's true. They just want something. If you can make payments, they'll take payments. That's All true. right. Not saying don't pay your taxes. Jesus, I really hope this doesn't make this. The end <laughs> listen, I <gotta laughs> don't turn my listen phone to off. me. Do not listen to me. But I'm telling you, they just want a little bit. It's just like doctors. Do they expect to get $30,000 from you? Probably not, but they'll, pay, they'll take six. I can confirm that, though, because on my IRS tax account, I had a tax lien up there for months, but I was giving them 200 a month. So yeah, that's it. That's it. And, and, and here's another thing. All you kids. Get a job on the fucking books, okay? Mm. Because when you do this 1099 shit and somebody sends you $10,000, it's not $10,000, <laughs> you idiots. It is not. Okay? And by idiots, I'm talking to me. And you have no idea how much it is. You have no idea how much it is. You're like, the hey. the tax code changes every year. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, hey, man, I got $10,000 when I was 22, now it's like, hey, I got $10,000 and another part of my brain has to go, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. So now I, um, I pay taxes quarterly now. The estimated ones? The estimated ones, yeah. yeah. So like, and then also it's like, yo, dude, let me tell you something. The IRS does not care if you owe them $50 or $50 million. They're going to come for that shit. Those three, those three letters intimidate me. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't think I'm scared of anything more. No, me either. They like this year. I'm nervous. I made a lot last year during the pandemic. I'm nervous that the I'm honest. nervous too. April once April comes, I'm le- I'm gonna leave the America. <laughs> so I'm thinking, where are we going? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. I know that that IRS. I'm just gonna open it and it's just gonna say LOL. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm I've been not preparing ready. for this since like October. And now it's, we're three months away. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, tax man going to beat my ass. But anyway, fuck uncle Sam. Uh, listen. yeah. Let me go back to the credit card debt. Thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Please tell us more about your credit card debt. <laughs> so, and how old I, were you when you had this credit card debt? That's depressing as shit. Yes, it is. So I graduated college. It's like 22. I had it from 22 to last year. So I'm turning 28 next month. So I had it seven years. Bad math. Six. Um, Damn, you had credit card debt for seven years. That's yeah. kind of normal, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty normal considering I use them to live. That's what I'm know, saying. Like travel, you... eat, go on vacations. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, let me tell you all something. I am last year I was 27, my Rudy Gobert year. Yeah. And you're just coughing, rubbing your hands on everything. Exactly. And 2020 was going great. And I needed the pandemic. As shitty as that is to say, considering all the tragic things that have happened, it has really opened up eyes for a lot of people out here. Like they're they're becoming more self-aware. They're realizing what's important. They're prioritizing what they need to. And that's what I did. I had this credit card debt for so long. I was like, I'm attacking this shit while we're doing nothing in this country. And I knocked that shit out. Every, every income, all the income I got, it took so much to bite those bullets and pay these large amounts of money Yeah, chill. At, different, at different parts during the month. It sucked. But when that shit was gone, I was relieved as fuck. And 2021, I was ready for it because I knew I didn't have this credit card debt anymore. And that's why... 
I am happy as shit now because I don't have that damn debt. I don't owe the government shit. I had back taxes too, upwards of like 11 grand. Paid that too. Paid that and paid credit card debt last year. And all I have is student loans, which I don't give a fuck about because they don't even know what they're doing with those. Yeah, dog, we got Joe Biden now. So that shit might be gone in like a month or two. Yeah, he's, he just waived payments till October, depending on what kind of loans you got. I don't That's know, so dope. We'll see. But that really changed my mentality in my life. And now, so, I, now I can breathe. But I feel like you always kind of managed to like, you know how they say like, you know, like people on the outside, like they look happy, but on the inside, they're sad. I was like, yeah, I don't think that happens with Eric. <laughs> I wasn't sad. I was, no. I just, I just knew I had it and it sucked because I, when I made money, I knew that I didn't have that money. Cause I, if, if you have debt, you don't, you're, you're net, you're uh, what's it called? Your net, net worth is not as high as it is. You know, like I told my friend, he was like, Hey man, should I pay off this credit card debt? I, I finally have enough of my savings to pay for it. I'm like, yes, because you don't have that in your savings because you have debt and paying that off. I have this little dashboard on Northwestern mutual that shows me like my net worth with assets and liabilities. Yeah. What are you talking about? And that, gra- <laughs> and that graph is booming now, boy. Let me tell you this. If you Google me, my net worth is like $3 million. Guess what, guys? It's not $3 million. Hey, I found an article that said mine was $86 million. I was like, fuck, bring me my money. What the fuck? <laughs> you, my, that- my YouTube revenue is $86 million. Yeah, if my, um, if my fucking net worth was real... Um, if my net worth was like my potential, then it would make sense. But like my net worth is not where my net worth is. And I hope everyone in Austin or Dallas, Texas, wherever the IRS is listening is just know that if you Google me, all of that shit is wrong. And that's not my social security number. It's my dad's. Yeah. Charlotte IRS. I know you're listening. <laughs> Don't listen to Google. That ain't so, right. <laughs> so you are also partaking in the, uh, the one-on-one eight week challenge. How's your body feeling? You look very lean these days. I get that a lot. I think it's just because my body looks good in clothes, but I'm, I take Uh, my shirt off. If I take my shirt off, I've got titties and I've got a little belly. See, I got titties and I got a belly. You want to know what it is? Crew neck t-shirts. Way to go. I can't do that in Florida. It's hot as shit. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, two more, two more things. And then we got to get into Florida a little bit. Um, How's your body feeling? Are you feeling okay? Are you used to the, are you, you've been used to your body's used to it, but are you hurting a little bit? My body's not used to it because the way I work out, the way one and one has done their workouts is not how I work out. I work out just like your regular bench, your dumbbells, your cables, and, caveman shit, and you get the fuck out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One and one is doing this fucking hit shit, is body weight shit, uh, low rest, and high intensity. So, I only last time I did this this frequently was when I was on the live with uh, Big C doing their workout ah. back in April of last year. And I felt good because I had just come off, you know, we're really working out. But my God, I've had a different body part sore this whole week. Oh. But, but that, that's fine because, you know, next week I'll be fine. You know, I'll, I'll be stronger. I think, uh, first of all, I haven't done a burpee since like 2004. That's not on my plan. Thank God. <laughs> since like 2004, dude. And when I did one of these burpees, I almost sharp beat <laughs> in my fucking pants. I don't understand like how people could do this all the time. Maybe by, by the end of my eight weeks, I'll be like, yeah, I can't believe that I was this horrible. But I'm telling you, man. The first two days are always tough, but yeah. it's just about just getting in there one more day, one more day. And yeah, then after, you, you, after the first week, you're kind of like, all right, I'm in it now. Yeah, it takes some time. But once you, if you stay with it at first when it's tough, then you notice your results and you notice how your body's reacting and how you're feeling much better. You're going to be all in. That's oh, yeah. What happened, that's what happened to me. I, I have not not been in the gym since 2019 fall summer when I got my membership. I've been in this ever since, and I love this shit. See, like for me, I'm a, I'm a I'll get to it guy, but once I get to it, I'm very into it. Like I'm mm-hmm. very, 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 very like, all right, this is what I need to do. This is what I have to do. But it takes me a while to be 
motivated. I'm not very well self-motivated at times. I feel like you're a very well self-motivated person. So if you have any goddamn tits about being self-motivated, <laughs> uh, I'll take them. The audience will take them. And I need to know every single one of them now. And I'm not going to let you leave until you let me know. Well, I read this book called Your Money or Your Life. But um, it's mostly By who? About my, I don't know behind me i'll, I'll grab send it, it. I'll, I'll, all right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. you got to give people credit around here god damn boy dick boy god damn that ass thick how tall are you you got a light up box is that a fridge where is that a fridge or a light up box it's just a box full of shit. I'm giving a good one. <laughs> <laughs> this book, Your Money or Your Life by Vicky Robin and Joe Dominguez. Okay. Joe Dominguez? Wouldn't trust them. I just know too many Dominguez people. I'm Puerto Rican. I know how it works. Yeah. So I, I started <laughs> reading last year during the pandemic. Is like, that a beautiful thing, though? It is. It Don't changed, you feel smarter? Life. <laughs> you feel smarter, right? I do. I do. It's It's... I bought financial books. I listened to financial podcasts. It helped me all last year. That's why like my mentality's changed just that quickly. Just right, reading so and reading and consuming content like that. Reading and consuming content that isn't like Spanish people be like, I just farted. Listen to me make this like sex noise. Uh, something that's a little more beneficial. Like I deleted yeah. all of my other games on my phone. I only play chess now. Really? On my phone. I don't play Clash of Clans anymore, but I will if you... Uh, if you... I've never played any of that shit. <laughs> I played like, like Jetpack Jerry and... Oh, Jetpack Jerry was awesome! She was lit. She was that lit. shit was so <laughs> fire. Yeah, but every once in a while, you'd be like, yo, I hit that fucking space bar. Yeah, I did. I hated that shit. But Love yes, the more about this this book that changed yeah. your life and helped this me book... change my life. Eric, this book... Help. And another book. Actually, I should get that one, too. There's actually two. God <laughs> damn it. All right. I'll see that thick-ass butt again one more time. <laughs> the one thick butt. Yeah. Damn, you got some yellow-ass books in your house. Yeah, yellow-ass books, man. Another book that's <laughs> good was Gary Vee's first one. So this one, Stick With It. A scientifically proven process for changing. I'm trying to read this backwards. Changing your life. For good. <laughs> <We're> good. <laughs> so basically put this in a big theme here you got to set small goals first mm. step ladders as they call them in this book you set step ladders what are some of, examples of those so instead of saying i want to i want to get to 245 pounds you say i want to lose five pounds mm. you start small because those are more attainable if you start with this down. big picture and then start immediately trying to go for it you're going to think this shit's quick. This shit's not quick. Nothing happens overnight yeah. except, you know, fame for some people. Yeah. Like but. us. And then it's gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's very temporary. And then it's very so, temporary, but I do like that one. I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. So that's how I approached my working out. Okay. Is I was like, I want to lose this amount of pounds in like this month. And once I hit there, I'll set a new goal. So I'm doing now. So right now I want to hit 260 from 270 i want to hit 260 so 10 what, do you, pounds. What, what do you weigh i weigh 264 now 264 you want to hit 270 260 oh about i want to, to say, lose yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 okay I'm trying to lean i'm trying to get like a 245 lean but little see, goals five is the big goal but i'm trying not to think about that number okay because i'm like tw i'm 20 pounds away from that yeah yeah, yeah. you gotta okay. set the goal. you gotta set the attainable goal first step ladder goals okay yeah. All right. What else? Step ladder goals. Number one. Okay. That's, that's the biggest one. Biggest one. Second one is you got to realize this shit, this life, you get one of these. Boom. This is the biggest, this is the biggest one for me. Like we get one of these lives, man. And if you're not trying to be the best version of yourself in it, then what the fuck are you doing on this planet? How are you going to help somebody else? If you can't even help yourself. Now, like, what do you now, what do you say to the people that look at it reverse? It's like you only live once. You might as well drink that beer. You might as well part of that night away. 
You might as well. They'll be down quicker. They'll be dead quicker. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write that one down too. Dead. Much Ed quicker. quicker. Yes. See, we're blunt, like true. We're blunt here. Dead and mad quick. And you gotta understand, you can have that liquor, you can have that cheeseburger. Everything is good for you in moderation. I'm sure Mod. you guys have heard that a million times. I've never heard that before in my life. Moderation. Yeah, moderation. I'll Google it. I'll Google it. If you're if you're in that gym five days a week, that's my plan. Five days a week. I don't know what yours is, but mine's yeah, mine's five days a week. Five days a week. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if yours is five days a week, <laughs> you can re- you can reward yourself, you know, for one or two days. You just can't get into the habit of it. You got to stay in the good habits because the good habits will help you physically and mentally. Mm. This life, this life's pretty easy. You treat yourself right. Facts. This isn't a pen, by the way, but I'm writing it down <laughs> in my head. Um, all right. So what about another one? So we have uh, step ladders. Uh, we Open have. Book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, got, we, we, have, we have the book too. But um, see, for me, like having like negative habits, why are they so much easier? That's the one thing I hate too. It's like negative mm. habits are just so easy to do. These positive habits, a little bit harder. But then I think about it, right? Yeah. All right. So I did a test on myself like three years ago. I, for one week, I said, I'm going to make the bed first thing every day of the week. And I want to see what my day was like. So I did it for a week, right? Then I did one day on and one day off. The days where I didn't make the bed, I was in shambles. (laughs) Really? Dude, I'm telling you, try this exercise where you make your bed every day. I sleep on the floor. Because you're back. No, I sold my bed in this room. I will. I willingly sleep on the floor. It's pretty comfortable. <laughs> I got a big old comforter, some pillows, and oh man, that IRS really came for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I could so fold make your my floor, blankets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make your floor uh, seven days in a row. Like really tend to your. Um, your sleeping space for seven days. Like go out of like fluff the pillows, do the laundry, do all that stuff, whatever. Then do a couple days where you don't do it and see how the rest of your day goes. For me, everything just kind of became like a house of cards. Like that wasn't done. Okay. I ate my breakfast later than I usually do. I got to work late that day. I, um, I, wasn't productive at work when I went to work that day. So like, for some reason, I feel like the big, the biggest thing that I need in life is more routine. Yeah. Especially with the pandemic. It's like so many of these days are just so easy for them to just be gone over with. So for me, I think if I get myself in a more regimented lifestyle, things will come easier to me in, in, uh, in terms of better habits because I'm an all or nothing guy. I really am. Like if I'm going to be a fat piece of shit, I'm going all the way. Yeah. If I'm going to be, you. if I'm going to be fit, I'm going to go all the way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to not go a hundred percent if I'm very passionate about it, but just my track record has been with bad things yeah it's, instead of good things it's never too late to change it though you know and for this workout program we're doing one thing that's helping me like get up and actually go do it and and seeing these results is not just seeing my weight go down it's like i've now you know created sort of like content for myself to put out there of this workout of the day so now every day i'm excited to share what the most challenging workout of the day was for me. Well, it becomes a, it becomes a new line of um, entrepreneurship for you too, as well, though. Yeah, it could, but but right now it's just just me, like because these workouts are insane. Like, yeah, they're they're I, very hard. <laughs> I, I've very never hard. I've never been this challenged before in the gym. No, no, but I like it, you know. And for me to see myself on video struggling but still sore after I know I'm just going to get better the next time I do the workout. So that's, what's getting me hype for going to the gym every day. It's getting fucking better and being, you know, increasingly good at something. How do people get started though? Like you said, 
the small goals I understand, but someone who's looking to get into the gym that day one, they keep telling themselves they're going to go. What's your advice for those people who can't seem to make the jump to get into the gym day one? Someone just asked me this today. <laughs> what did I tell him? I think I gave him a pretty mean, blunt answer. Well, give, he, give, give everybody a mean, blunt answer, but just don't look me in the eyes when you do it. He, he was, he's a guy that wants to put on weight. He wants to gain, he's like 6'1", 140, wants to gain weight. And he said, uh, I just can't seem to fit it into my routine working nine hours a day. <clears throat> and I told him, I was like, if you wanted to really actually gain weight, you would find a way to work it into your routine. Um, it, I know it's cliche, but like, if it's, if it's hard, then you, you got to do it because the, the, there's benefits to doing hard shit. And I told him, uh, what the fuck? I wish I remember what the fuck I told his ass. I told him, I told him like, if you, if you already making excuses, then you already damn bad. Yeah. Like, I feel like people making excuses is easy. I'm no motivational speaker, but I'm trying, I'm trying here. Like, yeah, no, making, no, go for make, it. Making excuses is, is easy. You gotta, you gotta have that mental switch and it's going to come once you start setting the goal for yourself. I know it's like setting, I feel like setting goals is easy. There's just got to be a mental switch in your head. And like, I feel like it's easy to, you know, start one day doing right. something, whatever you want to do, whatever it is that we're talking about, just start that one day. It's, it's easy to start. You know, if you, if you want to meal prep, go buy the plasticware, go buy the food, cook it, do it for cook for like a week. Like you can start. Everyone's just got to start. Starting is wow. easy. Continuing is the hard part. And right. that's where you're going to be challenged. And that's what's going to separate the winners from the failures here. You got to stick with it. All right. I'll you got to stick with it. You got to stick with it. It's a scientifically proven process for changing your life for the good. Stick with it. All right. But listen, man, listen, I know you have some other things you have to do today. Uh, I wanted to do thank I? you. Shit. I thought you told me that, didn't you? I said I was exhausted and I needed to, to rest. Well, I'll, I'll let you get to your floor. Um, <laughs> I got an Achilles. All right, Achilles is sore. Oh, my God. Be uh, careful need, with you, that. I need to rest careful my body. You're not, you're not young anymore. Um, before we do old. get out of here, though, not too old. Uh, before we get out of there, um, Florida, crazy place to live. Is it? Yeah, it's a crazy place to live. I don't know how you fucking people do it. Uh, I guess I, I don't I, realize it because I've been here my life. Yeah. So you're crazy. Um, but, um, also what I wanted to, uh, express to you is that, uh, you know, me and you have been in touch with each other for ever since Vine started. I know we're both, uh, two OGs on there, but I've always had a mutual respect for you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for like taking time to come on and be on the show with me. And then if there's anything you ever need, you can always let me know. Um, fuck the Jags, Urban Myers, mm. Urban Myers, a cheater. Uh, and I love you very much. Go Jags. Go Jags. Um, yeah, appreciate you having me on, my man. Yeah, uh, man. People always ask me who my favorite Viner was, and I never had an answer. But the only people that really entertained me were you, John, and Mike. So I always, always fucked with y'all content. I always, always stole your shit, too. So no, Yeah, listen. <laughs> stealing ste When people would steal stuff, I never looked at it. I, it was more flattering to me. I was never like, yo, my dude, like, yo, come on, yo. Bro, you this made is... the inappropriate sports center. I'm like, why? I never thought of this. <laughs> and now fucking Bob Mennery makes like. Yeah, I know. Now Bob Mennery's doing Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah, this guy's doing Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm over here picking my asshole. But listen, like I said, nothing, nothing wrong with stealing. I, I really don't. F there's no, there's no, nothing wrong with that. All right. So let that go. We're still best friends. I love you. Uh, we met I, one. Ta I, I tagged you on Vine, though. Yeah, yeah, not stealing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of them you didn't tag me, but I don't keep. I don't keep count. <laughs> I wasn't going to uh, tag you in all of them. No, you can't. It's sooner or later, like, you got to take it as yours. It's like the first one. This is how it got established. One hundred. Let me run with it. Hey, one hundred percent. Now Bob Minery ran with it, so yeah. And now he has more money than both of them. Uh, but listen, man. Again, thank you so much. I've always been a fan of your work, a fan of you as a person. Uh, and anytime, please come back on, uh, let the audience know where they could find you, what you have coming down the pipeline and, uh, how big your wiener is. Go. 
Hey, Wiener is 7.5. But, you know, that's not too long. I feel like I'm more girthy than long. But yeah, yeah, let uh, me tell you something. 7.5 with girth? <laughs> 7.5 with girth? With girth. This is a mental health show, by the way. All right. Uh, yes, but uh, yeah. where can they find you? <laughs> tell them what you have coming down the pipeline and 7.5 and girthy. You can find me at Eric V. Dunn on all platforms. There's underscores in some of those, but, you know, it doesn't mean if you search Eric V. Dunn, you're going to find me everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Don't Snapchat me. Just, the, you know, the main platforms, even TikTok. Um, right now, I'm just grinding on this podcast. We just got monetized on YouTube, so we're slowly steady. What's the name uh, of the podcast so people can check it out? Dunn and Drew. My boy, Andrew Willis. He's a up and coming podcast host star nice nice um, little white fella yes i feel like most of my content is sports based so you know just wait until this nfl season comes back around and boy there's gonna be a lot of content coming out but right now i'm just like collaborating with companies and brands on ig doing trill doing my podcast and doing the one-on-one life fitness challenge baby and posting awesome, fitness man. fitness content so awesome you know, like i said if you ever need anything i'm one text away unless it's money uh, all right <clears throat> But I love you, hey, man. Same with you. Best of, <laughs> best of luck in the future, bro. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. All right, bro. Take care. Later.